we've skinned a delivery truck that just drives around Manhattan and it has an issue West branding on it, but people see it driving around Manhattan and think it's delivering industry West furniture. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our very inspiring guests. I have some crazy social proof to read out to you in today's episode. This was a lovely piece that came in on LinkedIn from Fraser from bathroomandbeyond.co.uk, who was saying about how much he has enjoyed listening to the podcast, saying, I've been listening to the e-commerce master plan constantly, and I feel it's a great podcast for attempting the brave world of building a new e-commerce site. Looking forward to hearing some more episodes. Well, look, Fraser, thank you so much for getting in touch and letting me know how much this show's been helping you with your e-commerce project. And in this episode, we're talking to someone who's also involved in the homewares sector. We've got Ian Leslie from Industry West back on the podcast again. This is his third time on the e-commerce master plan podcast talking about Industry West. And we're going to be getting into the Industry West move from Magento to Shopify. We are getting into why they're already reskinning their Shopify site, putting in a whole new theme, a whole big redesign, what the B2B Shopify plans they've got are. He's also sharing the four best marketing things he's doing at the moment, which sneak preview involves post, as in mail, vans, as in vans, uh, AI chatbots, as in nibble, and uh, nosto and personalization. Lots more on that coming up in this episode. And make sure you listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on his top tips and my own take on this episode. And now to introduce our special guest. Ian Leslie is the CMO at US homewares brand Industry West. It all started with Industry West in 2010, and now the Shopify store and B2B sales reps do over 20 million a year in sales. Hello, Ian. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I think this is our fifth podcast recording, uh, but our third talking about Industry West. Yeah. So it is a pleasure, clearly, to have you back on the show again. How have you been? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Thank you. I think after the fourth, I said, like, I should get a special jacket or something. <laughs> there is there is several times on our spreadsheets where it says, Ian Leslie wants a mug. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or <laughs> Still haven't produced the mugs. And I think that started in 2020. One day. Yeah, well, now now that you know carbon neutral and everything as you are, I, I, I'm not going to push you on the mug. One day I'm going to come up with a good gift for people. But yeah, it's, <laughs> when you're trying to do it carbon neutrally, it's very, very challenging. Anyway, that's a massive tangent and we're only one minute in. Um, <laughs> so Ian, you have come back to Brandside. So you were at Industry West, you went and worked for a couple of tech companies for a while, and now you're back Brandside. How is it being back working for a retailer again yeah i've been back brand side for well since january so about 10 months now and it's it's good it's great i mean i, I really think i learned that i needed the challenge of brand side i needed the challenge of the position i was in and while you know my experience for 18 months to two years on the SaaS side was good some it just wasn't fulfilling it wasn't challenging enough for me and i think uh, everything on the brand side from you know me being able to touch so many areas of the company to 
just being back with a brand that I love and, you know, want to invest in both personally and as a business person uh, has been good. So I'm super excited and really happy with the, the move back to Industry West. Excellent. And how did it feel kind of putting on those old shoes again, if one can say? <laughs> kind of like dating. So Jordan <laughs> and I joked that we were kind of flirting with each other. Uh, so Jordan is our co-founder CEO. And, um, you know, in I want to say December-ish, you know, we started texting and, you know, it was like, it, you could kind of read between the lines. It was like, does he want to come back? Does he want me back? Sort of vibes to it. And then we spoke and had a really good conversation. And and I don't know who said it first, you know, who said I love you first, but um, one of us did. And, you know, and so, you know, basically right, right off the bat, we were like, we can't wait for it to feel like it just like, like I never left. And that happened pretty quickly. I would say it definitely happened within 30 days where it was just like, okay, you know, like it's, I'm back. It's nothing changed. I mean, everything changed, but nothing changed. And I'm sure we'll talk about that, you know, move from Magento to Shopify, et cetera, while I was gone. But um, a lot changed, but at the same time, nothing changed. And so, um, yeah, I'd say the first 30 days, it was like trying to find a little bit, trying to find my groove, but it, it happened really fast. Excellent. Well, yeah, let's let's talk. I was going to say, you know, let, what's changed? What's Industry West like now? Because it was 2021 when you were last on the podcast talking about it. So that's a fairly big couple of years that have happened. So they moved to, to Shopify whilst you were away, left the Magento space. How did you find that coming back into a completely different website setup? You know, as popular as Shopify is over my career, Industry West, pre-Industry West, I've worked in Drupal. I've worked in Magento. Obviously, I was in some other cockamamie system that one of the SASs I was with was in, um, but it's actually growing in Canada. I totally forget the name of the CMS, but has a whole ecosystem with it too. But I never really worked in Shopify. So, I mean, it was a challenge and trying to get my sea legs under me with it, but but quickly realized, I mean, it has its value, right? For being much more uh, plug and play and much more and just like the ability to, you know, oh, I'm interested in this app. I'm just going to add it as opposed to like having to go to my dev team and, and have them add it and run it on staging and blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some aspects to it that are much easier, but I don't know. I think I'll always be a Magento guy at heart. There's just something, I feel like it's just counterculture to be a Magento person, right? It's just like, who's a Magento person and who even says Magento anymore? Uh, I think it's like me and what's her name from Shipper HQ, like, and, and Phil, like we're the only Magento people. I mean, I still have like, you know, some hot takes on like the bait and switch of Shopify making you think that like, all you have to do is spin up a site and it's as easy as that, you know, like Mr. Beast, you know, sells a thousand socks in 30 seconds. Like it doesn't quite work as easy as that, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been good. I'm, I'm happy being on Shopify. I say you should, you should come over to the UK if you feel like you're the only ones talking Magento. Cause I got to speak at this year's uh, Magento UK or Meet Magento UK conference. And that place was buzzing uh -huh. with several hundred people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant event for anyone who's who's Magento in the UK or close enough to get to it. Absolutely brilliant event. And um, yeah. the Magento world, world is thriving despite many of the things going on within it. But let's not get too political. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so you, you still feel like a Magento man at heart, but you're on the Shopify site and you're just about to do... I guess, will we call it a reskin in Shopify land, a retheme, a bit of a rebuild, but sticking with Shopify yeah. at the moment? Yeah, I don't know what you call it. I've been saying retheme. I've been saying new website. Um, yeah, I don't know what the cool kids call it these days. 
days. But yeah, I mean, we're pretty much blowing it up. It's not, you know, it'll be the same store, but uh, on the back end. But yeah, totally new, new design across the entire site from homepage to, to PDPs. So we're really excited about that. We're working with a great agency here in the States. Um, they've done some great work for Noble, which is just a brand that I love. I have like two pairs of Nobles and a couple of shirts. And um, I think they did Glossier's relaunch. They do work for brands that we want to kind of associate with, you know, which is really important in terms of like the type of brand we are. So we're really thrilled with it. We'll be It'll be launched in Q1. Hopefully the earlier, the better in Q1. But um, I think by far, it'll be the nicest iteration of the site that I've been part of with Industry West. And, and I've literally been part of all of them. So, um, and it's funny too, because like, again, like the first Industry West site was on Drupal, which is crazy. Uh, and then, you know, and I'm on Magento for all those years now on Shopify, but I think it's going to be great. Like I think our, our site conversion rate has ticked down a little bit since we moved to Shopify, but uh, I've definitely, you know, have been a defender of Shopify saying it's not the platform, it's it's the current theme. And uh, so we're excited to retheme. It'll look great. So I think we have to give the agency a name check, given you raved about them so much. So who are they called? So it's called, they're tomorrow. Some of their team is kind of spread around North America, but they have critical mass in Charleston, South Carolina, which is kind of crazy. They're actually crazy, like amount of actual great developers and designers in Charleston, South Carolina, which is surprising, but they're a great team. And we're super excited to see, uh, to see that launch Q1. And you alluded to it being conversion rate being the primary reason for the reskin. Was that the, we need, we need to fix the conversion rate. The best way to do that is going to be doing a reskin. I think the outside world will look at the site and say it looks okay. Uh, I'm currently in Jordan and I are currently not thrilled with it. I think there's just, there's just a lot of things that are just not up to par. It was just one of those things like, you know, it was like I came back and it's like, all right, Ian, fix it. And it became like, okay, are we going to fix this via death by a thousand paper cuts or are we just going to bite the bullet and, and retheme? Like, honestly, gosh, like, almost a year after we just rethemed the first time. It was just, it was a bad go at it, to be honest, if we're all to be honest. And um, that happens. I mean, when I moved to Magento Enterprise, you know, it, it was a really bad deployment and we immediately had to like kind of fix it, like, you know, and, and that's when we, you know, and, and changed SCG groups at that time. So, yeah, so, I mean, it happens, but, um, you know, I think, you know, part of the world is acknowledging your mistakes and, and moving quick past them. And, um, so that's what we're doing. And are you rebuilding based on your own opinions or has there been a whole lot of customer research going into this as well? So tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's done a great job of customer research. I think some of the best I've, I've seen of a, of a design dev team that we've worked with and really kind of doing a ton of outsourced uh, UX testing, you know, customer UAT sort of our, you know, tasking with our customers, trying to have them find a certain product or whatever. Um, and then just diving into analytics and really just presenting great data of like why they're doing what they're doing. So, and then some of it is obviously like I've been with the company, you know, seven of its 10 years and up the other three years, I, I knew the company. So it's like, there is a lot of historical knowledge of like, whereas tomorrow may say we want to do this. I'm like, yeah, but our customer really looks for that. But yeah, I'd say it's like 75, 80%. Like just, they've done incredible research and pulled historical data to really understand like how our customer interacts on the site. Can't say enough about the work they've done. I, I can't wait for it to go live. I've, we've won, Industry West has won Magento Awards. Now I'm ready for this site to win Shopify Awards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my fingers crossed for you. Yeah. And on the rebrand, because, or the, the reskin, the retheme, because your B2B is such a big part of the Industry West sales profile, how have you taken that into account 
with the Shopify store? Are you running two? Are you dealing with everybody via one with a big call our sales team page? And how has that fed into the into the reskin side of things? Yeah, so that has been a place where I've had to like kind of push the team a little bit on like understanding our customer, you know, pushing a little bit more to our our trade account page and having them fill out a form, et cetera. And that's a place where I think our current site fails a little bit is not calling our trade accounts or our trade our trade mechanism into uh, calling that out enough. So, I mean, I think this first iteration of the site, you know, V1, when we launch Q1, will be not too much different in how we currently operate in terms of like, hey, you could create an account, get your trade pricing. Once you create your account, we approve it. Uh, but of course, like if you have more questions, email or call, et cetera, or any of the you know, other communication channels that we have, uh, immediately once we do finish, you know, this first version, I mean, we are going to look to implement Shopify's B2B module. And really like look to expand how you know we interact with our B2B customers and are we able to you know pass estimates back and quotes back and forth and you know allow for a more robust B2B experience on the Shopify side. So that is something like we're we're already tracking toward. And like I said, where this is launching Q1, I, I would hope that that next component will launch by the end of Q2. But it's already something we're you know starting to look at. The new site will be too different than it currently is on the B2B side, but we are looking to expand that pretty pretty quickly. So taking the phased approach rather than trying to do everything all at once. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, I'm going to shift off, do a dramatic shift away from the the rebrand here because. Ian, I've now known you for several years and I know you're always you're always testing stuff, you're always doing cool stuff, you're always looking at what you can do to create greater sales and greater customer experience and all those kind of things. So what are you doing at the moment that our audience needs to know about? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> And that you're willing to share, I should say, as well. I mean, yeah, 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 right. I mean, I think since I've I've gone away, I've come back. I mean, one thing it's like, hey, what's this? When you're like, you're asking like, oh, you're so you're so um, hey, and like you're unique and you do all these cool things. Like, what's something new? And I'm like, direct mail. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think direct mail has more legs than I thought it did previously. And we've, we've done a few full catalogs, uh, something cool we're doing. Um, and I, I don't want to give away like our vendor who we're working with because it's been performing well. But I mean, it's not too hard to figure this out. But we do have a pixel on our site. We're able to match probably about 25 to 30% of our traffic to a physical address. So we're actually, re- we are re- doing some retargeting direct mail postcards with unique promo codes, which again is not like anything, you know, that's like crazy new. We've seen great ROAS on that. It's performing and it's something I've like, oh, okay. Like when I left, I was like, oh, everything's digital, direct mail stinks. And now I'm like, oh, well, direct mail actually kind of works and it's just really good uh, returns. I've tried to be a little bit more on just simply the brand awareness side. We've worked with a group called Agile here um, where um, we've skinned a delivery truck that just drives around Manhattan. And it has industry West branding on it and uh, has like, you know, chairs and sofas all around the outside of the truck. Like we fully designed the truck. Uh, I don't know what it's delivering. It could be delivering cabbage for all I know, but people see it driving around Manhattan and think it's delivering industry West furniture. So that's really cool. And something that um, we're also able to pull some uh, mobile IDs within like a, like 500 yard radius of the truck that it, it gathers and we could retarget off those. That has not been as successful. I'll be honest. Uh, we've not seen great returns on those, like you know, retargeting the mobile IDs. Because honestly, like you're you're driving around Manhattan, like you you've literally got everyone. <laughs> it's not like a captive audience. 
so but just the fact that like hey i mean we've seen like i've just had random people like message us or text me or or email us and be like hey saw your truck and you know like at upper west side and it's just it's cool it's just a cool awareness play and then you know then we've done some cool stuff well i guess sometime over q2 we implemented an automated uh, or an ai chatbot that negotiates with the customer called nibble n-i-b-b-l-e uh and that's been fun and um has been like a really unique experience to see people uh, interact with the bot and negotiate with this chatbot, which has been super interesting. It was something I was willing to do because I think people natively these days think all chat is bot anyway. So it's like, well, if we're going to have an automate or a chatbot, let's have something that um, actually is able to like set a price with them and give them a promo code and Nibble does that. So that's been really interesting. I think a lot of it since I've come back was like just going back to some of my like just some of the partners that I've worked with in the past that I was like I knew perform well and and I knew could do well on, on Shopify as well. So for instance, like Nosto for our personalization does really well. And we're looking to add um, as we retheme, we're actually going to right now we're using Nosto for merchandising. We're going to implement Nosto search and, and filtering as well onto the site, which I'm excited about. So just kind of doubling down with some partners that I know in the past were like great partners and, and that we should be working with and seeing what they can do. Quite the list there. I love yeah, the fact. Sorry. You, yeah. No, no, that was brilliant. I love the fact you started off with the old school method of billboard and direct mail. <laughs> but I think that idea of having a van going round in the UK, it would be Chelsea or Mayfair and, you know, and it's Manhattan in, in the US with all the tourist traffic and all the travel traffic. It's almost like social proof, if that makes sense. Like your van is in that location yeah i thought it was like it's such a like i didn't even think of it initially as the social proof aspect initially i was just like oh it's a billboard it's a driving billboard but then i was like well i would assume that's our truck like if i were someone on the street like oh they must be delivering a sofa to that brownstone or whatever and i'm like well that makes sense and i was like well that's even better you know and then we could talk to them we could talk to agile and say like so there was a furniture show at the Javits in Manhattan. And I was like, hey, you know, can we circle it? Can we circle it over those couple of days and just like be a little bit more, you know, f- focused in that area? And to the best of their ability, like they do, they're working trucks, so they have to deliver things. So I can't just be like, hey, I want you sitting here for the next 72 hours. But yeah, it, it's been interesting for sure. And it's it's actually more affordable than you'd think. We well, yeah, have it's kind of like bonus money for the guys who are doing the deliveries. It works well for everybody making good use of a of a resource that's already out there. And then on the direct mail side, I think you said you were doing catalog mailings and then triggered mailings based on browser activity. You know, I guess we've talked about this several times over now our fifth time talking is that, you know, Industry West being um, a bootstrap startup, cash is always is always king. And, you know, so when you do it to like a full on catalog, you're kind of front loading the cost on that. Right. And your return may be 30, 60, 90 days on that, which is tough because catalogs are expensive. So we have done a couple of catalogs and they have returned pretty well uh, on the ROAS side. But um, when you're kind of just adding, you know, a direct mail piece to your, your, you know, comp flow of sorts, your triggered comp flow, uh, you're able to kind of space that spend out a little bit and and have the spend come in as you're spending as well or have the revenue come in. So yeah, it's just like another, um, like I said, as we're able to match, we have a pixel on our site as we're able to match the customer to a physical address, which is um, about 25 to 30% of the time, they'll get a direct mail piece from us with a promo code. We actually just changed out the piece. People who get it now will be getting our 
our cyber week promo code because it's like, well, why not? Like, let's just give it to them early. So yeah, it's been good. And and it's and like I said, like it, the way it works is we we fund an account and basically they take money out of that account as they send per piece. So um, then when we have to refund the account, we'll refund the account. Uh, so it's a little bit easier on the on the budget to do it like that. Now it's not as you know big or comprehensive as a full direct, you know catalog but uh yeah it's, we've seen we've seen good success and and obviously our ability um with them having the pixel on the site access to our shopify you know able to track who they send to versus you know conversions is it's all very trackable which always has been like a direct mail issue of mine is like can you track it they can i mean they did do a good job so yeah we've been really happy there e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector here's a reminder of who they are It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Ian, are you ready for the top tips? Yes. Okay, book top tip then. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay, so I am the worst about this question because I don't read a lot of business books. Um, But I was thinking like of everything I've read this year, I've read a lot of books about like free will. Uh, So there's this book called The Measure which is basically everyone in the world gets this box and the box basically has a string in it that tells them essentially like how long they have for the rest of their lives. And it really like creates this like mental conundrum for the reader in terms of like, are the actions they're taking a result of their free will or is it because like what they found out pushed them in this direction? And so like you have all this tragedy and all this good thing, like amongst people who have short strings versus people who have long strings, you know, they make better decisions, et cetera. But it just kind of got me thinking about like, as a marketer, right, and as a business person, like how much do the free will of the customer and how much are like we able to push them in a direction or into a decision making kind of tangent or, or intersection. For me, it's more like I read books that are more like these kind of mental matzo balls, if you will. I, I think it's a great book. It just really gets people thinking about, and I think particularly marketers, like it'll help you kind of get you thinking about like, okay, what is the customer's free will versus what is like, are you pushing the customer to, to complete? It's, it's interesting. Nothing to do with business though. Well, no, I think you you just explained it's good to read those those fiction books that help you in business in a really subtle way so I like I like that recommendation okay the traffic top tip which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves I don't know if I prize this or 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 it doesn't get credit but I think for me like I'm giving it more credit recently along with the direct mail piece is um I've kind of seen better uh, traction with SMS than I thought I ever than I thought we would for the furniture space. So, um, you know, offering a little bit larger discount on the first order for people who give us their SMS versus give us their email uh, has really moved the bar for us. So I'd say, again, it was another tactic that I was a late adopter to because I just thought people didn't want to be spammed, but um, they do. I mean, they, they do want to spam. No, they're willing to, they are willing to give you their phone number and to, for that little bit additional discount. And um, and it's moved moved well for us. And that's one of those two-stage email captures where you give your email address, submit, and then you get the second prompt is. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? 
triple well for me is like i'm a huge i know they ran into some like kind of backlash with new pricing and stuff but i love triple well like i i look at triple well more than i look at google analytics look at shopify's analytics i look at like triple well is my source of truth for so much uh it's just the easiest place for me to see roas to see you know what we spent any given day you know we have all of our additional like I put in there like our uh, additional costs for our media buy team, you know, which is easy because it's just based on a percentage of our spend. So um, just seeing all that as, you know, okay, so what was our total profitability for the day, at least on the website? Uh, and then, you know, Triple Well has some great plugins now with, you know, Meta where you can build lookalike audiences and, and target those lookalike audiences based on, you know, the, the data Triple Well is getting. So um, yeah, Triple Well, like hugely, it just is, it has really been an, an analytics game changer for me nice recommendation thank you finally the carbon top tip what's your favorite way to reduce the carbon footprint of an e-commerce business we didn't buy our own truck we wrapped someone else's truck (laughs) (laughs) yeah well why not it's a good good idea (laughs) i don't know that we have any like silver bullet with that i do think like particularly with returns and larger pieces like we, we we try not to be like sticklers over anything like if it's you know keep the chair like keep the table like we you don't need to send it back to us like that sort of stuff and like i think some of that is the cost effectiveness of that but also like i mean there's no reason we have to you know put more fuel into the air or whatever, you know, and just like, there's no reason for it. And I think like we, we, we tend not to cut our nose a better face when it comes to the, the return stuff. Like we, we we're a little bit more Amazon-esque in that regard where we're just like, you know, keep, keep it. Like we'll figure it out. We keep it <laughs> or we'll come to you and try to repair it. Like we'll find someone in your area and we'll try to repair it as opposed to just having you ship it back to us. Yeah. I think that's an under talked about area of the return scenario is should I belligerently make them send it back to me so it can sit in a corner of my warehouse for, for the next three years? Or does it make more sense for me to say to them, well, if we'll send you the right one and then would you like to donate that to charity or something near you or or keep it or whatever you want? It's just often the, the practical good result for everyone. So I, I like that tip. I also like the van tip because I think, you know, right, often you see a billboard that's just a trailer or a, or a truck parked somewhere. But if you've got one that's doing another purpose at the same time, I think I think that's what that I think that counts. Ian, it's been lovely catching up with you as it always is. Thank you for all your genius. Could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and Industry West? Yeah, so obviously industrywest.com. If you're in New York, uh, we do have a showroom at 14 Crosby Street in Soho. And um, as I always say, I'm mostly on the Twitters and I am at uh, IR Leslie. Easy as that, everybody. Ian, as I said, thank you so much for coming on and giving us so much interesting stuff to think about. So um, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. And we'll, I guess we'll do number six soon. Always great to catch up with Ian because he always gives so much good advice. Uh, super thorough recommendation for Triple Whale there and also a very good recommendation for Nibble. As you know, they're friends of mine, friends of the show. Uh, Rosie and the team are doing some amazing things with their AI chatbot. And I know they've been testing a lot of bits and pieces out with Ian as well. You can get all our notes on this episode, the links to the things we talked about and much, much more by heading to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find the page about this episode, or you can use our direct episode short link. Just put ecmp.info forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page of the website. 
When you get there, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Now, if you like this episode, then why not go and get more Ian? Why not go and check out our previous chats about Industry West, which are episodes 289, where we were talking about how they weathered uh, the COVID crisis, and then 332, both on very different topics, both very different to this one, but still full of a lot of really good advice. Because as you've just heard, Ian likes to share what he's learned and what he's finding out, which is why we love him being on the podcast. So you can find those. And if you want to hear more stuff about Shopify, ecmp.info forward slash Shopify for all our episodes with Shopify users. Thank you so much for tuning in to this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including becoming more sustainable. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce Master Plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at e commerce masterplan.com slash podcast.